Hello and welcome to Politically Enraged, a podcast made for the lefties amongst us. Politically Enraged is a podcast about politics, both British and further afield, and a place to talk about society and how it needs to be improved for everyone. You can find us on Twitter at Political Rages, Instagram at Politically Enraged, you can sponsor the show on Kofi, or you can follow my personal socials. I'm Davey Moo, across all social media, and I'm here to talk to real people about real problems and work out how we move forward. Enjoy. You know, I've said for a long time that I don't personally hate Tory voters. I hate Tories. And that's still the case. There are, of course, some Tory voters that I hugely dislike and possibly even hate. There's also some Labour voters who I dislike and possibly even hate. I try really hard not to blame the symptoms and try and blame the disease. But lately, more and more, I'm trying to figure out exactly what is the disease and why it's so anti-progressive. If you look at everything that's happening in British politics right now, it's pretty clear that we are in a dire, dire situation. And I feel like this weird, hardcore knot of people are still in denial. I have family members who are Conservative voters, and even they are completely displeased by this ridiculous shambles of a government and this ridiculous leadership bid. The candidates that are running, to a man, are all absolutely horrendous human beings, more radicalised and, unfortunately, a grain more competent than Boris Johnson. Well, some of them are. The question I have, not just for Tory voters, but for the Tories themselves, is where is your decency? Like, where is your decency? As as human beings, as just people, where is your decency? I haven't seen a single one of them be a decent person. And this is not just about trans issues, which is a huge thing for me, but every single leadership candidate, bar two, has been openly hostile towards transgender people because they think that that's what people in the party want. Just Just stop for a second and think about that. In the middle of a huge cost of living crisis, in the middle of 250,000 people a week getting coronavirus, in the middle of an economic crisis the likes of which we haven't seen since the 70s, in the midst of a Brexit disaster that's causing businesses to fold, people to go hungry, it's caused literal suicides because people's businesses have been screwed over. The Tories are too busy trying to punch down on a minority of people whose lives are already difficult because they think that that is what their upper echelon want. That's where their priorities are. But it isn't even just about that. It's about the normalisation of hypocrisy that has absolutely swallowed the Tory party. Not one of those candidates is fit to lead our country. Let's go through a few of them just for fun and talk about how ridiculous they are. Starting, of course, with Rishi Sunak. Rishi Sunak has brought the most brilliant slogan out. The first is, restore trust. Restore trust. The man who also lied to us about Partygate wants to restore trust, yeah? The man who domiciled himself overseas so that he paid less tax wants to restore trust. The man whose wife is one of the richest people in the country and dodged tax wants to restore trust. But it literally gets even better just from his slogan. The second part of his slogan, rebuild the economy. 
you were in charge of it for two and a half years. Oh, let me guess. Your hands were tied by nasty Boris, but you supported him at every juncture. You never said anything against him. You openly backed him, even though people were saying that it was against your interest to do so. But you want to rebuild that economy that you were in charge of. I want to run it like Thatcher did, he said. Well, as a northern person, that's really reassuring, Rishi. And I really look forward to you absolutely shafting us all over again. That fits very neatly into the last part of his slogan. Reunite the country. What was Rishi Sunak's first observation as very, very important policy that he would implement as a prime minister. Hmm? Do you know what it was? Did you think it was a relief package for the poorest in society so they could make sure that they can get by over the next few months, which are going to be incredibly hard? Do you think it was looking at hospitals and trying to get the wait times down? Do you think it was trying to make sure that the wealth disparity in this country that he hugely benefits from is normalised? No. It was to crack down on gender-inclusive language because God knows the most important thing is that we can confirm how many biological men and women have died as a result of the negligence of this Tory party. As for who Mr Sunak is a person, I'm sure you'll have seen the interview where he decided to tell people that he absolutely did not have friends that were working class. Not surprised really, considering the tone of derision during the entire clip. But you, know, you don't need to have friends that are working class to know that, you know, human beings deserve compassion and decency. And that seems to be something that the Tory party steadfastly refused to learn. Let's move on to Penny Mordaunt, the LGBT plus conservatives' favourite person. It took Mordaunt all of three days to row back on everything she'd ever said that was positive about our community and try and outline exactly how harmful she was to us because she knows that that's what the conservative upper echelon want to hear. She shared a thread of things which started with, I know what a biological woman is, and then started telling people about all of the things she'd voted against and all of the articles she'd written that were harmful towards people just like me. But Mordaunt's entire campaign has been mired in ridiculousness. It's literally like she has taken from Alan Bastard and made it 21st century. Mordaunt's another relentless flag shagger who doesn't understand the irony of what she does. She turned a flag on its side and then stuck it up behind herself. You are aware that it doesn't mean what you think it means when you turn a flag around. She's also lied about having been in the Navy. She hasn't been in the Navy. She's in the Navy Reserve. I could be in the fucking Army Reserve. It doesn't mean I'm in the Army. It means if the Army's absolutely desperate, they might lower themselves to taking me on just in case. Mordaunt's brother is gay and that's the only reason that Mordaunt's ever supported gay people because just like every other fucking conservative, unless an issue directly affects you or someone that you care about, you don't give a shit about it. Shame that no one in Penny Mordaunt's family is transgender because then maybe she wouldn't have rode back on the one decent thing about her as a human being. Not to mention that Penny Mordaunt's also the people that carried on progressing the lie that we would not be able to stop Turkey joining the EU. First of all, Turkey was never going to join the EU. Secondly, who cares? And thirdly, this wave of migrants. What wave of migrants? The people that are trying to flee the war zones that we created by selling fucking weapons to people that should never have had them. Mordaunt is like every other conservative, only caring about the surface issues, desperate to wrap herself in culture wars now to try and protect herself from any other kind of scrutiny and probably going to succeed because of it because they only want the worst in their party. And Penny Mordaunt exemplifies that because she's a fucking liar about who she is and what she represents and what she cares about. Mordaunt's brother was very open about how he feels about the Conservatives, saying that he thinks that the Conservatives have rolled back LGBT plus rights years in this country, and he is correct. 
Oh, but let's look at Liz Truss. Liz fucking Truss. Liz Truss has been the Equalities Minister for so long and has not achieved a single thing to do with equality, except managing to alienate communities more. There was supposed to be a conference in the UK this year, which was all about LGBT plus inclusion and safety, and we had to cancel it because we don't feel safe. Liz Truss, and this isn't even a joke, is actually known around the corridors of Westminster and is as the Inequalities Minister because she's so crap at her job. She used to be a Lib Dem, but she rode back on that when she realised that she wouldn't get as far as she wanted in the party, so she decided to move to the Conservative, where she's basically sold down the river all of the values that she used to hold. She used to be anti-royal. Completely sold that down the river, didn't she, considering she keeps slavering all over the Queen. She used to be a Remainer. She sold that down the river because she knew it would progress her in the Tory party and Boris Johnson would promote her as the one person in the entirety of the whole fucking UK who decided to go from Remain to leave. But the thing that Liz Truss is most famous for is not being able to stand up to any kind of scrutiny. She was on a radio show where she was talking about how there should not be a second referendum because people haven't changed their minds, and when she was confronted with the fact that she changed her mind, she just grinned sheepishly. Truss is one of the main contributors to some of the misery in this country because she's voted steadfastly for every shit decision that Boris Johnson's ever made. Liz Truss would be a worse Prime Minister than if I took the plant that's sat next to me right now, put a little top hat on one of the leaves, and then put it in a big chair in Downing Street. Ah, Tom Tugendat though, let's talk about him. Everybody's favourite pet Tory. The guy that everyone thinks is okay. Yep, that's the one thing that Tom Tugendat's got going for him, that people don't openly retch whenever you say his name, and that's all that there is about the man. All he's done since he announced his bid for leadership is talk about how much time he spent in the military, which I don't personally give a fuck about. I don't think that you get some special award for deciding to take a job. But everyone always bangs on about Tugendat as someone that's been a voice of moderation in the Tory party. Well, let me ask you a question. Has it worked? Has Tom Tugendat's moderation done anything? Or has he sat there complaining about everything the government's done and then voted for it anyway? Oh, but the whip. I don't give a shit about the whip. If you really had principles, would you really have done some of the horrible things that this government has done in the last few years in particular? Tom Tugendat has stood behind the Prime Minister, whinging and then voting for him every time. Exactly the same problem I have with Theresa May. Everyone's desperate to try and bring her back around. Oh, but Theresa, she was hard done to. Yep, she suffered from misogyny while she was in the Houses of Parliament. And guess what? She's still an evil, callous bitch who voted for some of the nastiest, most regressive policy to do with immigration that there is. She has made people's lives worse. And... She's currently talking about how bad the LGBTQ have got it in this country. Did you know that she made it so that it would be easier to deport LGBTQIA people back to their countries where they would possibly face the death penalty? Stop trying to rehabilitate these people. There's not a decent person amongst the Tories, neither Tugendat nor Theresa May. But speaking of sentient pieces of garbage, let's talk about Nadim Zahawi, who's also running. Where do you want me to even start? How's the the whole thing to do with the heating of the stables? Oh, I watched his mealy mouth little. Oh, well, it was a mistake. There was two metres. Why are we paying for these people's fucking heating anyway? What load of garbage is that? If your working class person, if your average person doesn't get subsidies on their bills, even during a cost of living crisis, why are we subsidising all these people and their multiple properties? What a load of garbage. Nadim Zahawi, another person who thinks that trans people don't suffer enough, while he was education secretary, is trying to make it easier so that teachers can go to people's families and tell them that they're trans. That's not going to work out terribly, especially considering there's all the loopholes in conversion therapy. People can literally coerce their children into going to conversion therapy, and Nadim Zahawi has made it easier for that to happen. 
But Zahawi's also the person that forced schools to reopen even though it wasn't safe. What was the point? Have we gained anything? I listened to them talking about how many children have been lost from the system. Why do you think that is? Could it be because their parents are suffering from long COVID? They're suffering from long COVID? Because you people don't care. You bang on about needing education. You don't want educated kids. You want compliant children that will listen to you. So in your eyes, the worst thing that could happen is education. You need them to understand maths, have a basic understanding of English, and understand their place in the world according to you. And that's the only thing that you care about, which is why education has suffered substantially under the Tory party, and no less under Nadim Zahawi. If the man cannot control what happens in schools during the middle of a health crisis, then why the fuck should we trust him to understand what's going to happen to the entire country? Oh, one of my favourites now, though, Kemi Badenoch. God. Kemi Badenoch decided that at her opening bid, she was going to stick man and woman on the doors of the toilets of the single occupancy cubicles because God forbid that someone piss in the same place as someone of the opposite sex. Badenoch's one of the main contributors to this entire culture war. She's been unrelentingly anti-transgender the entire time that she's been in office, ironically serving in the Office of Equalities. It's literally just been revealed as I've been recording this that Badenoch was one of the people that wrote letters to businesses asking them to be less trans-inclusive. That's where Badenoch's head is at. That's all she cares about. Oh, she's a biological woman. Well, you're also a biological scumbag. But it's ironic that Kemi Badenoch wants to acknowledge that women are mistreated by society and misaim that at transgender people because Kemi Badenoch is also the same person that's tried to make it literally a crime for schools to teach about critical race theory. That's right, Kemi Badenoch wants people to grow up not inheriting racial guilt, but she does want people to feel bad for being transgender and act like the only thing that she has going against her is that she's a woman. It's not that you're a woman, Miss Badenoch, it's that you're a fucking bigot. And let's not forget, little Miss Badenoch decided to hack into someone's website, which is literally a crime, and I don't think she's ever been punished for it. Stick someone like Badenoch in number 10 and wait and see how bad the economy gets, because while she's too busy making sure that someone trans in Norfolk's crying, the economy is going to fall even further into disrepair. That's all she cares about. She's a one-issue person who's an absolute moron. And speaking of unrepentant morons, let's talk about Suella Braverman. What even is she? She's part of this weird Buddhist sect that sit there and preach, oh, give us cash and then we'll fix your life. Yeah, that really sounds healthy. But she's also another unrelenting culture war pusher. She stood behind Boris Johnson and enabled all of his bullshit. She's the Attorney General who got the position on a technicality and decided to say that it was okay that Boris Johnson breaks the law. Is it just me or is it the opposite of what the Attorney General should do? to confirm that the Prime Minister is okay to break the law. Braverman went out over and over and over and over again on Question Time and General TV to protect Boris Johnson throughout the entirety of Partygate because she doesn't think that he did anything wrong because Suella Braverman will back anyone as long as it means that they can further her in her position. Apparently one of Braverman's most important issues is that she wants to crack down on wokeism. In a country where our economy's in the toilet, where import-export is down 14%, where people are living in abject poverty. 10 million people living in abject poverty. And she is concerned about culture wars. These are the people that are up for leadership of our main political party in the UK, which is only our main political party because people on the left can't decide which flavour of leftiness they want. 
And I say it over and over again, you know, especially as someone who is recently really discovering exactly what kind of lefty they are, as someone who has purposely not labelled it for a long time, and I'm finally coming down on being harder left. I, I, I don't care what replaces the Tories, as long as it's less far right than this. These people are scum. They are literally facets of the far right, and they are still continuing to allow Boris Johnson et al. to do things that constitute towards literal fascist tropes. When these scumbags are out, we can look at how we move forward and we can make it happen quickly, but we cannot do that while these people are in power because they are bad. They are, I hate to use the word, but kind of evil. They'll stand at podiums talking about how they want to reunite the country whilst pushing divisive policy. They'll talk about how they want to make sure that everyone has opportunities whilst taking them away. Yesterday, the government announced that it's scrapping BTECs. I wouldn't have gone to university if I hadn't done my BTEC because I used to want to work in film production. So I did a BTEC in film production. That won't exist now. People won't get the same opportunities that I did and I think that's bullshit. This government wants to tell people that it's the party of looking after people. Who the fuck does it look after? What have they actually done? Sure, they'll stand in Parliament and they'll say, Oh, we're doing this thing so money goes to people tomorrow. You're not doing enough to help the people that actually need it. Yesterday, in Question Time, Keir Starmer asked quite a few questions about what we were doing to stop people from avoiding paying tax, including some of the people that are in the running to be the Prime Minister. And Boris Johnson just waffled and obfuscated. I want to know the answers to this shit, because those people earn more in a year than I will probably earn in my life and also dodge more tax than I will probably earn in my life. That money could go back into the economy that's failing, but then you have the problem that really fucks me off about Tory voters, is they will always vote for the people that ask them to pay the least tax. First of all, that's not the Conservatives right now, but secondly, it's all well and good not paying tax, but what do you think is done by a decent government with tax money? It goes back into the things around you, the roads, the streets, the businesses, the buildings, the opportunities. Well done, you get to pay less tax under the Tories, which means that we put less into the economy, so it's shit. At what point do people start to realise this? If you don't pay people properly, they can't put more into the economy, which means that the economy suffers. Not just because those people can't put money into the economy because their pay isn't enough and therefore less is going in tax, but also because they don't have enough to spend to put money back into the economy. Stop voting for people that enable this never-ending cycle of wankery, you fucking morons. Every single person that's up for Tory leadership has promised tax cuts. From where is this tax cut going to come? What are you going to cut from? At least one person's been honest. Nadim Zahawi has said that he's going to take 20% cuts to most of our public services. To pay for tax cuts for business owners and the rich. Like, why would you vote for that? Oh, because they're going to get the trans, the nasty trans. Is that why? Because the nasty trans are finally going to get what's coming to them. Do you actually know any transgender people? Because I know quite a few transgender people who are fucking miserable at the minute because of this government and because people like you are more willing to sit in abject misery just so that you can point at transgender people and go, <laughs> you're suffering too. How fucking deluded can you be? Every single person that's running for leadership is an absolute piece of hot 
stinky garbage. And I cannot believe that this is where we're at in British politics. But my favorite thing, there's a creator on TikTok who I absolutely love called Indy Marcus, who did a video yesterday that was basically talking about how English people in particular need to wake the fuck up. We don't get to sit here and talk about what a great nation we are and how we don't take no shit when that's all that we've been doing for the last 12 years. Every single day the Tories turn around and they take more money from public, which is us. They take more money from us in taxes. Where does it go? They make our lives harder. They restrict our freedom, literally. And what do we do? We sit around and we whinge and we complain and we talk about how terrible it is and then do nothing about it. The time is well past that we actually do something real. And I'm not even just talking about standing in public and voicing our discontent, which I think is very important. I am desperate, desperate for there to be rallies, but I just don't know how to organise them. I'm actually genuinely going to look into organising rallies in my local area because I, I need to stand on stage and shout at some people and make them angry. We have to do something, and I don't know what that is anymore because this is just beyond reality. I can't believe where we're at. I can't believe that we allow these people to be in charge when that that's not what they're doing. This is a dereliction of duty. We are a country without leadership. We are a ship without shipmates. We are on a runaway train. What analogy do you need? Everything that's happening right now is just an abject failure of governance. Every single person that's stepping up to take the helm is a piece of shit who's more concerned about making minorities unhappier than they are about actually fixing the problems that the last 12 years of their government have caused. And what these people at every single juncture fail to grasp is it's all well and good talking about how Women face misogyny, which they do. Women face terrible misogyny, but they don't face it from the people that are transgender who are also women. They face it from people who see transgender people being treated like shit and going, oh, it's okay to talk to people like this in public now. Good, I'm going to start talking not only to trans people like this, but also anyone that doesn't toe the line. Gay people, women, anyone, anybody. Bigotry enables bigotry. And these people are the main bigotry enablers. It's enough Enough now. British people are better than this. I know we are. There's a lot of people out there that have joined this weird turfy movement because they think that transgender people are the cause of women's suffering. Women have been suffering for fucking years. Years and years and years. And it's never been because of transgender people who are a tiny, tiny minority that don't affect anything to do with women. It's always been cisgender men. It's always been the men that are in charge, the men that make the rules, the men in America that rolled back abortion rights, the men in the UK that commit disproportionate amount of sex crimes and don't get punished. And even if there are some bad transgender people amongst transgender people as a whole, that doesn't mean that the entirety of a minority deserves to suffer because of it. Just like, because there are some shitheads that are women, like Suella Braverman, like Penny Mordaunt, it means that every woman's bad. The one minority that I will allow you to slate are Tories. Because every single person that sits in that parliament that's enabled Boris Johnson and that's currently baying for a new leader who's more extreme, more angry, less woke, more regressive, they are the pieces of shit that enable all this bullshit to happen to us all. And if you can't get behind that fight, and if you are so twisted up that you are cheering these people on, these people that are going to make your lives harder, make you poorer, make you more stressed, make you more unhappy, put you in more danger in public, you are beyond contempt because you have had all the warnings in the world. There has to come a point where not only self-preservation but sanity kicks in and you realise that these people are indecent. 
Thanks as always for joining us here on Politically Enraged, the lefty's refuge. If you do want to follow me on social media so we can chat about the episodes and future upcoming information, you can follow me on Twitter, either at Political Rages or Davy Moo. You can follow me on Instagram at Politically Enraged or Davy Moo. And you can follow me on TikTok at Davy Moo. If you do want to sponsor the show on Kofi, you can just search Politically Enraged on Kofi. Join me again soon for another episode of Politically Enraged. And remember, get politically engaged and stay politically enraged. <laughs>